Welcome to La Taverna Friuli Wines, the definitive podcast on wines from Friuli Venezia Giulia. I'm your host, Wayne Young. And here we are. Welcome to La Taverna from beautiful downtown Rizzi Udine. I'd like to get things started by um, thanking my lovely co-host, Natalie Benlolo, for being here this evening. How you doing, Nat? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing just fine. We got the room going here on Clubhouse. Uh, Eleanor is here. My favorite ex-wife, Vanessa, is listening. Alessio <laughs> is here. So hopefully we'll get some more listeners as well. And tonight, today, on the podcast, we have Chiara Tupi. From Hi. Vino di La. Hi, Chiara. Hi. I've known you for quite a while now. Mm, We've nice. had some really nice experiences together with, what is it, the Wine Academy? Human, Human Wine Academy. Academy. And we will talk more about that. Full disclosure, I want to do right away, Nat and Chiara actually do work together. We do indeed. Yeah. And you guys get along really, really well from what I understand. We do indeed. Yeah. Yes, we do. Because you both like the British accent. You don't like <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, so just before we get started, Nat, how long have you been sort of collaborating with Chiara? It's been about a year Co- maybe. Yeah. I feel like it's more it's, a year and up more. Yeah. Maybe more, yeah. Has to be more because you were there mm. during the, the ambassador's a of seminar. Years. A couple of years. A couple of years. All right. And actually, may your listeners, may our listeners know that this is Wayne... It was you who put me in touch with Chiara and the company because for many years I've been interested and in hoping that I could get involved in wine somehow here because it offers so much and it's interesting and it has international potential, um, personal interests as well. And, you know, thanks to you, I went to speak to, to Chiara and the people that she works with right. and clearly so, so far so good. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... Good. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I was lucky enough to sort of get back in touch with Massimo Del Mestre, your partner. Yes. And he told me about the Human Wine Academy. So then you were nice enough to invite me to come and do the very first one, which was November of 2020, I believe. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So I've known you for, for quite a long time. Yes, Yes. So let's talk about a little bit about your background. Your your English is very good. You yeah. tell this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've always been impressed with, with your level of English. So do you have some sort of... Tupi is not a particularly <laughs> Friulian name. No, Tupi is an Austro-Hungarian name. Ah, <laughs> actually. okay. <laughs> yes, because uh, my grandfather was born... Uh, in Abazia, Opatia, ah, which is okay. now Croatia. Yes, yes, exactly. But it was a long time ago, and mm. uh, his parents came from Slovenia and, and so on. So it was okay. Austro-Hungarian Empire. Oh, of course, yeah, exactly. So yeah, a long time <laughs> yes. ago. 
So, and then you but obviously- But I'm Italian. You are Fruian. Italian. Yeah. Even with this, this last name. Even, yes. Yeah, you are definitely Friulana Doc. Yes. Okay. So you obviously grew up here. Somehow you became involved in the world of wine and wine promotion. How did that sort of start off? Well, you know, uh, in the Friuli, wine uh, is uh, everywhere. <laughs> okay. But I must say that I started loving Friulian wine when I was studying German <laughs> in Germany. Ah, and okay. Yes, and I knew uh, a lady who was having an enoteca in Dusseldorf with also some Friulian uh, wines. And so I started to be more interested uh, in my roots, actually. Okay. When you are abroad, ah. often, I think, I, I think you, you know this. <laughs> we, we can yeah. relate to that. Yeah, you definitely. can appreciate more. And I always had the passion of uh, discovering the people and getting in touch with the people and uh, the passion of tourism. But uh, in that period, uh, I knew that my real passion was wine tourism. Okay. And so I'm, I started uh, to try to know more about all wines of the region, product of the region, and coming back, uh, I, I had another view of my region and of my roots. Okay, so with, I don't want to be... It was more than 20 years ago. Uh, okay, that was the question. <laughs> I won't dig any more for <laughs> yes. details because with a lady, you're not supposed to do such things. Good. So, <laughs> but uh, you, you have a family and children yes, now. Yes, I yeah. do. I have a husband and uh, a very big boy. <laughs> <laughs> the husband or the child? Uh, both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they always say the husband is like another child, so I can I can relate to that. And a little girl, yes. Okay, and so. And then I have a business partner as yeah. well <laughs> that Who, you mentioned. Could that be before. considered like another child? No, I'm only yeah, kidding. Sometimes. <laughs> now we all love Massimo. So yes. when did you and Massimo start collaborating? It was as well more than 20 years ago. So you've ago. been working together for that yes, long. Yes, wow. and we were uh, working for Movimento Turismo del Vino, okay. which is still our one of uh, our bigger uh, clients. Mm -hmm. And for this, uh, in these 20 years, we've always make everything what Movimento Turismo del Vino needed. Okay. I mean, organization of events, strategies, and so on. We okay. knew through Movimento Turismo del Vino. That's how you met. Okay. <laughs> yes. Also we. And you, yes. We, with you, Wayne. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. When we, when we do, we've done events and things like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Sotto le stelle and all those types of things, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. So, so maybe it would be interesting to explain to the listeners what the movimento, what the, the the wine tourism movement actually does for the for the regional yes. um, cantinas, wineries. Yeah, because this is th is this a government entity? The movimento? No, no. it's a private it's a association pri uh -huh. of winemakers. Okay. Uh, winemakers uh, who love to have the people in their wineries okay. so to make wine tourism. Wine tourism is a way to tell about their wines, their philosophy, 
production philosophy and uh, their histories. Okay. Why do they have a winery? Is it for uh, uh, <laughs> fun or uh, because uh, the families has always had uh, the winery? And what do they want to achieve right. through this uh, work, uh, which is uh, not only a work, never only a work. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. And so the, the Movimento di Turismo del Vino, mm -hmm. was that something that was before you guys started working for it, or did you kind of develop that Movimento, concept? Uh, Movimento Turismo del Vino was uh, before 30 years uh, okay. has passed, yes. And uh, in Friuli Venezia Giulia, we developed uh, a lot of uh, events and activities. Uh, we are one of the most important regions in Italy. We have a lot of wineries, 60 more or less uh, this year. And uh, we manage to bring out the particularity of uh, every winery. Mm -hmm and to uh, give uh, uh, the tourists uh, or just uh, the, the people who want to go to the cellars because we don't have only tourists. Uh, right. <laughs> also local people. Of course. A lot of local people. Mm -hmm. And to give uh, their nice experiences. Right. This is... Uh, uh, so you, you've been dealing with sort of with the Movimento di Turismo del Vino dealing with more sort of event-based mm -hmm, yes, ideas. What are some of the events that, that or Cantina the more popular? Cantina Aperte the most okay. famous uh, yeah. every year. Last weekend in May, uh, the, the wineries who has, uh, were associated open for visits uh, and uh, wine tastings and uh, wine experiences uh, and it's, more and more uh, it's huge. other things. It's huge. I mean, I, I know that I've been to... Cantine Aperte on more than one occasion and it is there are a lot of people who look forward to yes. that every year and last year and this year we have something very special actually Cantina Aperte starts before with Vigneti Aperte uh -huh. in spring this year yes. will be the uh, last weekend in March so this month already uh, where some wineries will open and make visit wine tastings uh, and the special uh, little events uh, for uh, people. Mm -hmm. We're in, so we're it's in not just one weekend, it's sort of a... Every a, a, weekend. Every weekend there's something <laughs> yeah. going on. Oh man, so if you're traveling, now's, mm -hmm. the time, now's the time to go. It's from the end of March. So Vignette Aperta, so it's more focused on the vineyard? On the vineyard, yeah. Yes. So, because I think every one of us has the need to go out, stay in the nature and stay well. This is so an opportunity to make all this mm. and to taste marvelous wines yeah. as well. I think it's going to be a big hit because yes. everybody's just itching to get outside. People mm. need to get out, and yeah. I think people are looking now, actively looking, and yeah. I, I think the situation has changed a lot. Uh, Italy seems to be one of the last countries where we're still wearing our masks, for you guys in the States yeah. or the UK. And that's a political issue, it's, it's not relevant, but I think that people are, are dying to get out. They really are looking to be with people they haven't seen, relax, be together, you know. Yeah. I mean, even I who have, uh, you know, I've, 
been sort of vehemently masking up and and vaccinating and all that sort of stuff even me now at this point it's just like okay enough guys. enough is enough, enough. Yeah. yeah let's let's get the masks off let's get life back to normal let's forget about this whole green pass situation Let's just let the chips fall where they may at this point, you know, I mean. So the other events for people outside of our region, but also for people that might be listening that are curious about the wines and curious about the regions. So we do the Vignetti and the Cantina or Open Winery Weekend, which means what? That the wineries that are members of the Movimento del Vino, you can go free, right? To a certain point. People just can, you can go by and check it out, right? You can go, yes. Uh, during the weekend of Cantina Parte, you always have at least one wine tasting free in the wineries. For Vignetti Aperti, it's something more particular. And so normally uh, the wineries ask a fee for the experiences that they do because it's something more special. Mm-hmm. So it's right to... to ask uh, also uh, something for that uh, because it's uh, uh, the winemaker uh, take a lot of attention and prepare uh, not just a, a walking through the vineyard but little happenings and uh, so uh, something more particular for example for is example, there something that you can reveal? Cooking, uh, uh, ah. yes, cooking courses or music uh, or uh, not uh, now, but later on uh, a little harvesting, uh, mm. <laughs> something. So, so free, free labor on the, yeah. on the grape pig. Picnic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are very cool experiences. Do you find them these experiences like Cantina Aperte, especially, because Vignette Aperte is, is kind of newer. Yeah. But Cantina Aperte, is that something that you see mostly people from the area are involved in, or do we have people coming in Not from outside? Not only from the freely? area, uh, but also from all uh, the regions uh, uh, in North Italy. Okay. Uh, Austria, Slovenia, and uh, also some uh, groups or little groups that come uh, from other regions uh, from uh, center uh, mm. or south italy cool so that's that's interesting that cantina aperto, uh, aperto which is uh, an opportunity and stuff um i think it'd be interesting to tell people a bit about like the organization so you know i don't i'm not going to explain it you're going to explain <laughs> it <laughs> So we, in our offices, we have the Movimento Turismo del Vino. They're there. But that's only a part it's of Vino de la. one part of yeah. it. So could you maybe tell us a little bit about the history? So you began in the wine tourism movement, and how did things get to where they are today? Uh, yes, we began together, question. me and Massimo, working for Movimento Turismo del Vino. And uh, then uh, we decided to start a company, a business uh, together, because uh, uh, this was our uh, passion and it was not so clear from the beginning, but uh, we had a big dream, which was uh, to bring out uh, this uh, uh, rich variety of possibilities that uh, you can live uh, in Friuli Venezia Giulia. Uh, bring out uh, through the wineries, the local producers, not only wine, also food, also crafts, uh, art, uh, and so on. And so, we, we decided to make a company, so to 
follow and to support Movimento Turismo del Vino, but in the meantime uh, to construct uh, some very, very nice experiences for uh, uh, tourists, uh, locals and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the years we opened our tour operator, which is Vino di La. Okay. Because Vino di La uh, is uh, uh, the name of the tour operator, but our company, the name is Avant. Okay. And uh, because in Italy you also must have uh, the authorization of the region in order to sell uh, uh, tourist uh, offers and so on. Okay. And, uh, and then we understood that uh, we needed something more. And this something more was a way to help the companies, so the winemakers, the wineries and so on, uh, to uh, construct these offers and their business in the right way. I'm talking about the management, good, me- good methods, organizations, uh, the right way to uh, to work and uh, the right relationship to have uh, with the people so Chiara, working with you. Can you can you tell us what in your opinion these wineries and these wine producers in an, in a region that is important for wine even if it's niche it's important mm-hmm. what were they missing why was there this need why was there this feeling that these people somehow needed coaching or needed help what was missing Well, winemakers are winemakers and make wine very, very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not always they are also businessmen and businesswomen. Yeah, very often they are farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... (laughs) The word artist comes to mind somehow. When when we've spoken to so many wine growers in in the six months plus that we've been doing this, and... Yes, they are, you know, so many of them have gone to sort of agricultural schools, so they have to learn about the soil and all of these things that I don't understand, I'm learning about. But it's almost like it's an art, isn't it? It is. For sure. It is. And it's marvelous to hear them, uh, to try to understand uh, this art and the philosophy of uh, everyone. And, uh, you know, these things are fascinating, but then you also have to explain this sometimes to people who don't understand anything. And so you can't use, for example, technical words because the people can't understand you. Right. So. Yeah, you can't get too technical when you're talking to people, right? Yes. Yeah. I find you're very good, Wayne, because uh, you can speak about wine without using too much technical words. Interesting. It's good point. It's one of the things that I've always really been very aware of. And uh, it's something that I try not to get too bogged down in, in, in bullshit. It's like terms. there's the science yeah. of, of winemaking and then there's the art of winemaking. And obviously they converge because in order to make good wine, you need to know a bit about the science and, and have the, the artistic pull or whatever yeah. it is and the desire and everything. But I often get lost in the language, which is partly why I'm present, because I ask questions that many people and some of our listeners have said in the past, oops, you're punching above my weight. Sorry, I'm just going to listen. So I'm yeah, not exactly. alone. Um but you, you were saying as well before that people, so, so you're helping these 
these farmers and these winemakers, teaching them how to be businessmen. Yes. And also teaching them and how to be communicating. Communicate, better. yes. Communicate and understand what the other persons need, think, feel, mm. which is not a, 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 a silly thing or a, which is not something weight away from the working things. You have to uh, understand what your clients are thinking. Right. And not starting and uh, speaking about your marvelous winery and the state and uh, my grandfather was here. No. Okay. <laughs> Just try to understand what the people are interested mm. in. And then start explaining, telling the history that uh, is good for them. Because every winery, every winemaker, every person has got uh, uh, thousands of uh, histories yeah, exactly. to tell. But uh, what are you interested in, Wayne? I must uh, explain, tell you about this. Or what so do you need? Is, so it is, is it a matter of sort of the producers let's say, let's use the word producers for farmers, winemakers, whatever, sort of asking questions of the people who they have in front of them to sort of understand what the yes. customer needs or yes. wants to hear. Yes. Yeah. I would take it a step further and yes. say, in your ex ask you in your experience, what percentage, it's a difficult question, care what I percentage of what produce what percentage of wine produce that concerned with what the person that comes to the winery wants mm. you know how many of them are like whatever you know uh, okay when how many wine producers are listening to us now because <laughs> i uh, have to pay attention one okay. there's one is there yes there is one Ooh. okay <laughs> yeah our friend our friend moreno is listening Okay. So who was our very first interview? He can't he can't come up and talk because he's he's washing the baby. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and listening to 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 the wine cast. Exactly. Exactly. So, right, yeah, there's so you have one, so be careful, Chiara. Okay. He's young. I'm, I must. I he's must. very young. He's a young one. Yeah. Okay, young ones are better. <laughs> <laughs> They understand. They, <laughs> they understand more, and then they pay more more attention. Exactly. All right. Uh, I don't know the person. The person. Uh, the percentage. 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 <laughs> okay. Percentage. I learn also English tonight. Mm -hmm. And but about young people, the younger, really, uh, I was not so much joking. Uh, younger young people pay more attention are more i don't know more sensitive sensitive and conscious about this more aware more aware yeah. yes and um, i think uh, it could be half and half but uh, in the last years i see that uh, all uh, wine makers uh, are uh, pay more attention it's a good w thing because uh, i think uh, uh, we are uh, and you know we were together with uh, uh, quite important tour operator last weekend, mm -hmm. uh, Natalie and me, and uh, I asked him in different moments uh, to both, uh, what was the thing that uh, they liked more uh, being here for four days? Okay. And both of them in different moments, without hearing each other, 
told us uh, that the Friulian people are so warm and hospitable. And hospitable. And that ah. was very good because we have another <laughs> other reputation. reputation. Yes. Because if you go back and listen to the podcast, every single producer from Friuli says, we're cold, we're closed. It's very interesting. It's, it's so like funny this. how Friulians have this image of themselves. Which I think is valid because you are a reserved bunch. But this, these people, she's Australian and he's from Genova originally and they live in Tuscany. They've never been here before. And one thing that they said that struck me when I, when I arrived here nearly 20 years ago, because maybe, I don't know if you agree, Chiara, because we live in this, because it's rural community, a bit more agricultural, I mean, this is not New York, this is not London, people give you more time and it's, it's almost difficult to get away from people. Oh, just another one. You know, they keep talking, they want to offer you another glass. Yes, which is that the, a hospitality that if you come from a city or, or a bigger place, people are always in a hurry. Yeah, you're not yes, used to that. Yes, it's true. I agree. So yes. in, that, in that effect, we're, we're doing well here in Friuli. So people who come from outside of Friuli and come in, they sort of say, wow, everyone here is so open <laughs> and so... <laughs> Nice and warm. And then Friendly. you talk to a Friulano and they're like, we're closed. <laughs> we're closed and cold. And say, yeah, and I never, ever felt that in Friuli, ever. I would agree. I, I don't know if I've said this before on the show. I may have done. But when I first arrived here, and uh, a young Italian guy that I knew who is Friulano, we were talking about the way people are here and said that when he was in the military, he had a friend from the south of Italy, who came to visit him a number of times and compared the Friulani to columns of cement mm -hmm. and said that they're, they're hard, they don't move, but if you start chipping away, they crumble. Yes. Which I thought was a really beautiful <laughs> yeah. metaphor. And I, I, would, I would second that. In my experience, when I first arrived, I had people knocking on my door with sacks of wood. I didn't really know what to do with the wood. Anyway... Yeah. They came knocking on my door with wood, with potatoes, with wine that grandfather made and stuff like that. They were actually very, I mean, that's generosity. They just wanted to make sure you didn't die. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the most important, cold here. wood, potatoes and wine. That's what you need. Those are the basic sustenance, sustenance of life in Friuli. <laughs> <laughs> Stay warm, some starch and alcohol. It worked. It, it worked. worked. Yeah, it's absolutely That's true. Funny. So we're talking about like these winemakers who obviously, you know, maybe need a little bit of help as far as their communication is concerned. So how do you? What do you do when you like go into a winery or a winery asks you to come in and says, "I need help." How do you help them? What is the the process? We help them through some. Uh, very um, important methods that we have because uh, in our research we did uh, we discovered this uh, company which is open source management uh, okay osm osm <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is an international company who works uh, on uh, these uh, uh, teams and uh, we have just uh, uh, some interesting uh, methods that uh, helps you to understand which are your characteristics and so which are your which is your potential 
everyone is very, very big and uh, can make something very, very big. But very often, um, we just don't uh, bring out what we have uh, in our personality. And uh, so we, we just do a little part of the things we could do. Okay. And so we, we help the businessmen and so also the winemakers right. and the people who work with them to uh, bring out this potential. 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 Yeah. And to start just having better relationships with the other, uh, being more uh, organized. Organized, organized. Yeah. Sorry. So when you say better relationships with the other, I have to drink some other. more wine yeah. so that I can speak better. Scientifically English. proven, more you drink, yes. the better your your language gets. Oh my god, that's true. It's true. The book I got. Did you? Did I give I've you got the book? It. Yeah. Got you got it. It. Anyway, so when you say the relationship with the other, you mean the others in the winery itself, or the others as in clients coming in. In the winery, clients okay. in your family very often the relationships uh -huh. uh, in the families uh, uh, are so heavy. <laughs> yeah, because wineries so often are families, brothers, yes. sisters, family very often yeah. winery and family Father are and the son. same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, ninety yes. percent of the time, the name of a winery is a family name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the word that comes to mind that 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 you've spoken to me about before is this the, this word sustainability that people throw around all the time. Yeah. One thing that I really liked about the message when I was writing stuff for you in English mm -hmm. and stuff was the notion of sustainability, but in every sense. Yes. Yeah, this is something you guys really stressed a lot during the, <laughs> the ambassador course. No, it's and it's true. important. I think people it's don't pay true. enough attention to that. Mm. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about that idea of sustainability. Yes, and then you tell me uh, how much you found it also afterwards in your uh, work experience. Interesting, <laughs> good, good point. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's not an economic or environmental sustainability. You have to be let uh, say the word in English sustainable sustainable, sustainable. <laughs> uh, in everything also in the work with the, the people who are collaborating with you in the winery with uh, the village where you are uh, with the clients that come in the winery is not only uh, so now it's so everyone speak about this because uh, and when we it's fashion. <laughs> yeah, because we talk about more about the idea of sustainability, but in yeah. the vineyard, it's it's an agricultural thing. It's not respect only, for the yes. ground, respect for the environment, but it's much more than that. But it's it, much more. It's not uh, only what product you use in your vineyard in order to grow the vines. It's also how you. Uh, speak with uh, the people mm. is how you construct the experiences which tour do you make in your winery so give me an example i mean you don't have to tell me the name of the winery but give me an example of because it's i think it's hard for a lot of people to sort of wrap their heads around that concept because we're so used to thinking of sustainability as climate change climate change 
respect for soil, you know, don't use chemicals, blah, 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 blah. But this idea is this and this also uh, the so, experience you do in example, uh, yeah, um, example. you uh, what do you have uh, in uh, in your winery? You have vineyards, you have uh, a very nice uh, barrel uh, cellar. Okay. Okay. And uh, perhaps uh, you have just uh, uh, nearby nice producer of uh, cheese. I'm inventing. Okay. What is uh, easy and sustainable to do? Work with this person. Okay. And so you make something particular, something special, something local, because uh, the, your clients then want to discover the local things where the locals uh, Absolutely. go. And uh, you work together, you grow also uh, the community. Okay, yeah, of course. And perhaps because you're, you're, you're you have communicating between also yourselves, a, right? A, a, people, a person who uh, can help you in preparing uh, these experiences. And so it's uh, another little piece of uh, uh, working together and uh, getting uh, the things uh, uh, easy and uh, nice to do. Mm -hmm. We always say less is more. Right. So have this open-minded uh, uh, approach uh, and uh, this uh, need and this uh, and the try to uh, to get the things and the people together. Right. The, the thing that comes to mind, Chiara, listening to you and to help people that may be listening now or will listen to the podcast later on, if sustainability. I mean, what does, it, what does sustain mean? It's to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. sustainability is about giving back. So that's why, if I've, I've understood the, the philosophy of, of the work that you do and that I'm learning to do with you, it's about giving back in every sense. So right from the get-go, if you treat the people that you work with in the right way, they want to come to work, they want to give you everything and they want to keep it going, and that then that becomes a microcosm of everything else. So, right. you yes, know, of course, yes, it's true. It's uh, it's this thing, and you know, the people, the wineries, the winemakers who are more visionary, uh, uh, and with a big heart, they also have the possibility to look at these things, to to look something that other that. Don't uh, don't look. Don't see. Don't okay. see. Yes. I have a question. When yeah. you're done. Okay, and uh, you know what? We, which is the problem that sometimes some people bring so much heavy things and problems uh, that okay don't baggage, as we would say. Yes. Yes. In managing the the winery, the family, and all these bureaucratic things that we have to do, that they they lose or they forget to have this very uh, important and big capacity. Okay. I was going to say, it's a really good point. Can you tell us which wineries you think are the most important or pioneering visionaries in Friuli? Um, it, uh, Basically, who's doing it right? Yeah, who's doing it right, but not only because, as we know, it's not just about being organic, biodynamic, and saving your water, making sure that what goes back into the earth is clean and doesn't hurt. It's not just, as you were saying before, but you, you mentioned somebody before. Can I mention their name? 
Who? Rodaro. Okay, Paolo as Rodaro. A, you mentioned him as a visionary. Are there wineries that you would be happy now to say for you are doing it right? In When we talk about sustainability in a 360 degree sense. So the business is working. The family work well together from the outside. The family work well <laughs> together. We don't know what happens behind closed doors. Um, but the business, the family, the winery, the people that visit the events, the wine. There are a lot of them who is making this or who has uh, uh, this uh, ethic, because it's an ethic yeah. uh, point of view, an ethic uh, question. Like a work ethic. Yes, yeah. they work ethic, they are inside, they are ethic. And so uh, there are really a lot of them. I think about, uh, I don't want to, to say there is one. Uh, everyone has something, uh, and me uh, for first, uh, something to improve, uh, to understand, uh, something that uh, we still have uh, to, to learn. Yeah. But uh, in example, uh, we have a lot of, uh, we call them partner because we work together. We are partner, okay. our clients, but also partner. And so we have a lot of them who are still, uh, we are, who are already very, uh, with a, a lot of experience in, in Vino di La. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Alessandro Pascolo, uh, Vendrame Brothers. Uh, who is Friulano we are drinking right now. Yeah, yeah. delicious <laughs> by delicious, the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is uh, our seller of the month, <laughs> winery of the month. Ah. I see that a lot of them have so much things uh, in common with the others. Okay. Which are these things that we have uh, told about, that we have speaking, spoken about. Okay. And that's very, very nice. Mm. I think Friuli is very rich, more than other areas of Italy. Tell us why. What, because people, when people think of Italy, they're Tuscany and Sicily and, you know, and, and the Cinque Terre and, yeah. you know, and, and all these places which are been to, which I probably shouldn't advertise. Yeah, okay, it's what you told me before about when you arrived here and what you uh, looked, what you yeah, experienced yeah, about uh, uh, this region, these people. Uh, the Protezione Civile was born in Friuli, Venezia Giulia. Uh, Alpini. Alpini, okay. So, Protezione Civile. Meaning civil protection. Yeah. 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 So, what do they do? Uh, and when something <coughs> important is happening, uh, I mean, b very bad weather with uh, b problems. Uh, it was about the terremoto. Terremoto, yeah. Okay. From 76. Yeah. 76, yeah. 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 So that was when the uh, Protezione Civile was born. Yeah, yes. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay, okay. So yes. they're kind of like... Vigilantes. So uh, vigilantes with like the Batman. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they kind of help there no, no, to help without. Just, but it's, it's a, no, no, just uh, people, uh, some work for Protezione Civile, but a lot of other people uh, are just volunteer, volunteers. volunteers. Yeah. And they are just ready to uh, come and help. This is, uh, I think, super uh, freely and in the region yeah. that has a reputation for being the most reserved. Mm. That yeah. is a huge. Huge and wonderful exactly. contradiction. Totally, totally, totally. I really quickly, I have Heather up on stage here on Clubhouse, and I wanted to make sure that she didn't have a question. Heather, did you have a question for Chiara? 
And welcome, uh, welcome, Heather. Thanks, it's thanks. been a while since you've been here. I know my work has been really busy, so I've only been able to listen. So, well, I've been watching you on this. on on Instagram, so keep it going. Thank you. Enjoying that too. Um, first, I wanted to say that I'm from the southern part of the United States, and so our culture is kind of the same. It sounds like as for Yuli, we're we're very you know generous and kind. We move in next door, we bring you all kinds of food and wonderful things. But Without we're a also doubt. at the same time very hard to get to know on a personal level. We're very private and we're very throw up a wall if you're an outsider. So right. it's kind of the same. You know, you got to chip away and get into the to the core. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I can totally relate to the people of Friuli that way. So, but I wanted to ask, like, are there, speaking of those kind of things, are there things that tourists, when they come over um, and they visit these wineries and do all these tours in Friuli, are there certain like faux pas or mistakes that they may make that may offend some of the winemakers? You know, those are the kind of things I worry about as a traveler. If I'm going to go over there, I don't want to do something that's culturally ah, offensive are... or not respectful to their property and their, you know, their art or their science. It's a great question. So, so you're talking about the etiquette of the people who are coming to visit. It's a good right. question. Uh, really good question, Heather. Thank you. Yeah, Chiara, what do you think? So the question is if we educate also the, the people who... No, the question is... Uh, is are there things that you people shouldn't say or do ah, yeah. okay when okay. you visit a winery when you or you when you come also when you come to even on a wider scale heather if i understood you correctly also coming to friuli right the other things that you know the, the faux pas you oops you made a <laughs> terrible mis cultural mistake okay i don't think there are so many things but uh, uh, if you go in a winery you you always have to think that uh, the wine is like a son for the wine. It's like a child. Yes. As a child. Uh -huh. So <laughs> and uh, so pay attention about this, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, just pay attention of which are our uh, products about uh, where we are proud of. In example, prosecco. Is not a Friulian wine. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh well, okay. the lady that works in our office. What do you think, <laughs> Wayne? So Heather, don't come to Friuli and ask for prosecco. <laughs> do not. That's well, what we grow. Don't worry, I won't. <laughs> we grow but, uh, and produce prosecco as well in the last years, but is not so our uh, most typical wine. <laughs> okay. Right. So right. you would rather drink. Uh, ribola gialla, no? Frizzante or something like that. Did right. I just make a faux pas? No. Okay. Just <laughs> checking. Yeah. One of the things that I hate is like referring to any sort of sparkling wine as like a prosecchino. Yes. I hate right. as well. <laughs> yeah. Dammi un bicchiere di prosecchino. It's like, uh, maybe inform yourself before you ask for what, whatever. But other than that, I don't think there's no. many... No, no, no. Big faux no. pas that you can do. No, n nothing so big. Okay. Because, in example, uh, uh, Udine and Trieste. Ah. Uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't call it Triestino Friulano. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so but there you go, Heather. Uh, don't go to don't go to Trieste and say, "Oh, you guys are Friulani." No, don't. That's you don't yes. want to do. That. The, these are actually silly things that has passed away. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So we've talked about the Movimento di Turismo del Vino because it's, we're, we're 50 minutes into the show here. So 
So we've talked about Movimento di Turismo del Vino. We've talked about Vino di La, which is, or well, actually more your consulting business, yes. which helps. Now, is that Vino di La or is that a different? No, it's always Vino di La. You know, vino. Yes. But Vino di La also organizes experiences here you experiences, said it's a tourist tours uh, yeah who are uh, and you have a, a site on for our website yes okay yes and uh, we also work directly with the tour operators and so uh, experiences and tours are on Vinodila, but uh, we work a lot tailor-made okay so we it's not just what you find on the site. If you, you want to do something different, yes. you can have that yes. constructed for you. Yes, yes. Okay. Private really and uh, professional. Okay. So we work together on this, and that's why was one of the reasons why I'm very happy to work with Nat, because she has uh, this uh, big heart and this big capacity to understand this passion about this region and uh, he knows uh, to pick up the, the little very nice things uh, that we have on our territory. That's a, um, a huge thing that you've just said and I accept that gracefully, that's wonderful. I think being a foreigner it is. is part of what gives me the ability to understand when we speak to Americans, Australians, Russians, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, people from all over the world that love Italy and that are interested in Friuli, the, the, the little kika, the, 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 the sweet bit, if you like, of Italy that people don't know about. Having arrived here the way that I did, and I know that the way Wayne did, we, we were standing in a field at sunset in the summer, drinking wine with somebody's grandparents, eating a piece of salami that their neighbours made, and they're the things that make journeying in other countries really, really Whoa. special and unique. That word that we keep using, you know. So I do think there's almost a sixth sense because I'm not from here. Right. Don't you we, think? We don't take these things for, for granted. granted. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, without thinking about it, we see it as something unique, something different. And being able to, this, this idea we have as well of... A word that's used a lot today, in particularly in, in in wine and food tourism, they talk about the local expert. Yep. Right. Which, which is what we we all are here. Even Robbie, who's sitting there on on you know on the console on the console and stuff. I mean, he is too in the sense that he could take people to places they would never find. Yes. And give them a really special experience with Absolutely. hospitable people, good wine. Stuff that you don't, that's it's hard to find these days, unless you're looking for, you know. So is that, it, is that sort of the goal of Vino di La? Is yes. Is to sort of yes. open up these sort of special, unique experiences? Ju yes, it is just this, to look at the things with other eyes. And uh, with, in this uh, way, we are able uh, to uh, take out and to present uh, the best, but something is always very typical and uh, the real Friuli. 
not something uh, preparated just uh, for uh, the, the the hosts uh, the the tourists uh, something that uh, we really uh, appreciate and we live mm. that's the good thing we work not only in friuli we, we work in all over italy ah, making okay. this we started from friuli and we are very uh, good <laughs> because okay. we know it right in the other regions uh, we are uh, selecting the people who make this you're selecting the, the people yes. who create, create these this local experiences who have this point of view oh, they okay. have the same philosophy yes. so that all the people that we've partnered up with that there's a there's a synergy so you know Chiara will often go and be there so she can feel it and taste it and see it for herself, speak to the people, so that it's all part of the philosophy that we've got yep. on, on the website. In right. So, so we touched a little bit about on because we were talking about that and we were saying, you know, everybody thinks of Italy and they think Tuscany and they think Piedmont when you think about wine, Barolo, Barbaresco. Sicily, okay, Mediterranean, gem, all that sort of thing. Or if you think about sort of pure tourism, you think about Rome and Venice, right? Okay. What does Friuli have or what is sort of like the things that should be bringing people to Friuli? <laughs> because it's important to me that people come here. So what, you know, what is it about Friuli? What, what the advantages does Friuli well, have? Well, this warm hospitality... We talked about that, yeah. And uh, a lot of uh, little, very precious things. Mm -hmm. uh, I always call uh, our uh, pearls. Pearls, yeah. And uh, I think <laughs> it, 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 it's right to call Friuli the little compendium of universe. <laughs> ah, okay. And... Uh, we, because we have a little bit of everything. Yes. Uh, okay. In uh, a small area. Very small Compared area. with a lot of uh, <laughs> other territories. Mounds, sea, plains. Yes. Yeah. Wine, uh, food, wine, art. And, uh, a little bit of everything. Wine and vineyards everywhere on the territory. It's, it's, I think it's the only region. Because, okay, Toscana. Yeah. Uh, Toscana also... It's got uh, big cities, uh, Friuli, all over. You can grow the vines. Uh, we have vineyards in yeah. Friuli. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. You could, I, can, I live in Udine, in the city of Udine. And, like, and you do too, Nat. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Two-minute walk, you can find vines. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, 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 everything is there, you know. Yeah. And so. what do you think, Natalie, about oh. this? <laughs> you just reminded me, I had a good question for Wayne as well. What do I think about, about what? About uh, Friuli and the, the things that you find only here. I think <clears throat> that it's somewhere like Friuli has become, could become, and I hope will become, even more important today than it might have been two, five, three, ten years ago, people go on holiday, they're not thinking about anything. Because I think more and more people are trying to get away from everything. And they're going into the countryside. So you think that people are looking for something beyond that sort of typical Florence 
Venice, yes. Rome experience if here. They've got to give it in a chance. We're talking about Italian tourism. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. We are working a lot on, on this thing that uh, was telling uh, Nat the possibility of overnight in the vineyards, in the nature. Amazing. Yes. With your partner or with your yeah. best friend, you know, so it might be a birthday present, there might be four of you, there might just be two of you, which would be the romantic ideal. And you just, just for two nights you go, I mean, everything from the cabin in the middle of nowhere to yeah. the vin right. to the winery that has but is 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 does that market exist i mean are, yes. or are people still looking for like the the florence bus tour it uh, no no it uh, it still it already exists it does exist yeah, yeah. so there's a market yes. for that kind of yes of thing. and uh, uh, it was uh, happening something uh, also before, but now after lockdown, COVID, and so on, uh, it's a real need. Okay. And uh, what, a, a real need to to find this kind of accommodation okay. or experiences. Middle uh, in the wood, in the vineyards. Uh, so because uh, even though we've been isolated for so long i think yes people, but how many people was isolated in, in four walls in yeah, the cities exactly. do you know what it was very in Milan, good point. Yeah. space space yeah. i think space, space and yeah. breath get out get out without the masks yeah but, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> i agree with chiara completely i think that i appreciate your you know, sort of your question, like, well, hang on, we were on our own, but we were in our house. We couldn't go outside. People are dying for a piece of nature. They're thirsty. They're hungry for a bit of nature. And what better than to go, I mean, when I think of traveling, I was always looking for the exotic for so long. So, uh, you know, I, but I wanted authentic experiences in Indonesia and in India. So to be close to home, you're in Europe. If we talk first about Europeans, although Americans love Italy, you're giving people a slice of, of the past a lot of the time. By going into an agricultural uh, part of the world, you're, you're much closer to nature than you are in New York or for London. For sure, for sure. And, but you've got, all, you've got all the stuff that people import from those places to the cities. So you're going to where the wine is that you pay 15 bucks a glass for in New York. Okay. And you're going to the place where prosciutto, we, I mean, we have world-renowned delicacies and stuff that people import that cost an absolute ton to import or you could take a holiday in Italy and come out here and go to the places where it's made and taste it for yourself mm. and be in the middle of natural beauty. So do you, do you find people are looking for that? Chiara? Yes. People yes. are looking for that? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. So they hear about the products and then they want to go Go to discover, those... understand, taste, experience and and get in touch with the people. Okay. Uh, so discover it's a human uh, thing. It's a human thing. That's because we, we call a human wine academy. In fact, I wanted to talk about uh, that before we finish because yes. I think it's an amazing thing. So let's jump a little bit into that idea. So explain a little bit about what the Human Wine Academy is all about because that's not necessarily tourism i mean it's related but it's not yes. bringing people here no no it's uh, helping the people who who then 
host the the tourists. So the Human Wine Academy is for people for, for who work in the wine industry. In the wine and oh, tourism okay. and uh, products, uh, and in order to help them to uh, work better. Okay. And uh, to improve their uh, products, uh, I'm products. It, uh, and as experiences that the the people make okay, getting improve their products on not you're not like a wine consulting no business no, you're no, not enologist no. or anything like that you're talking about purely the tourism side tourism and management and company uh, management right and uh, who does everything the person so, okay the people are the most important thing. Wine hospitality. This, this is uh, right. Why? But also, as said before, in in the winery, working together, you have to do with other people. people. <laughs> so if you start from here, if you uh, feel good. Uh, if you understand uh, how good are the other, if you start uh, understanding what they need uh, and where we can improve also the uh, economical part, but uh, always starting from the people, then everything gets better. It's a human-centered approach. You live better and so on. Right. So you deal with your interpersonal relationships, yes. right? So how you deal with the people around you at work, yeah. at the winery, but also the people who come in. Yes. Because the way you greet and meet and explain and communicate and speak to the yes. people who come in, you know, I remember my first years here in Friuli that it was could be a little bit tough. It would just be like, you know, what are you here for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we taste some wine? And they're like, what do you want to taste? <laughs> it wasn't it particular. Was like this. Exactly. Yes. And so, yeah, teaching people who maybe are trying to get back into the cellar, yes. back on the tractor. Yes, smiling. To, <laughs> smiling, that's a really good thing. Um, so yeah. I think there's this lovely expression, uh, you know, that in some of the um, articles I've read in wine tourism magazines, but also scholarly articles, academic uh, things that have been written about wine tourism. And they use words like wine hospitality, which I think is a great word. You talk about winescapes, not landscapes. They talk about wine hospitality, you know, wine lovers, which is a, a, a really big umbrella term, which goes from the technical, the sommelier, you know, like much of the, you know, if I think about some of the experiences that we have on our website, you'll find if you read through them that some of them are more technical than others because it just depends on, on the winery as well, how technical it's right. important. Yeah. For some, it's more important to talk about some of these things. And I, I might say, well, this is too technical. No, it's important. He needs to say it. You know, right. people will. T there are some people that will touch that. But I think the word wine hospitality is really important in the concept that this company, that Chiara's company has created because it's specific. It's about the winery, but it's all about hospitality and everything right. is people-centered. It's human-centered right. because without the people, there's no wine. Right. Of course, of course, yes. of course. 
And what we live together, uh, this uh, professional master for winery ambassador, why, why the winery ambassador, the people who uh, lives in the winery for the winery. Right. It doesn't matter if uh, is in of the family or not, but if uh, uh, he really loves uh, the uh, the winery where he works, uh, then this makes the difference. Right. This is and this is a, a this is the point. This is sort of a what's the word I'm trying to think of like a profession that you guys are creating. Yes. This idea, this concept, this profession of the wine ambassador who doesn't necessarily have to be part of the family, doesn't have to be, you know, the the son or the brother or the the, the niece or whatever. It could be an employee. Yep. But someone whose job it is to simply be the one who communicates yes. the values of the winery. If and I, I'm saying this because I, I took the course, full, full transparency and full disclosure. He doesn't have to be a wine expert either, right? He doesn't no. have to. Right. No, no. But it's about understanding the space the product because it is about the wine but it's about everything around it so it's it's you know there's 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 discotheques and there's restaurants and there's bars and there's sports centers and there are wineries right and yep. and we, in the winery there are other experiences that you can have yes they are centered around the wine which yes is alcohol but there's a whole story mm. as we've discovered with every wine producer there's a story right familial or, or, or not so I one of the things, I mean, when I worked at Bastianich, you know, the thing that you talk about so often is sort of the the seller visit, right? The mm -hmm. winery visit yep. where people call up, make an appointment, you come in, you show them the seller, you do a tasting and they buy some bottles, hopefully, and then they go. Is that experience still valid or do we need to look beyond that? You must give something more. Yeah. Every winery make this. Yeah. <laughs> so every winery has got uh, the barrels, uh, a wine tasting room, also very, very beautiful. A lot of them also the vineyards that you can visit. Okay. What's different? Aha. Uh -huh. You mean what's different about yes, that winery? That winery. Okay. Which is the why? of this winery ah often such an important this word. is the thing that makes the difference why so why are you making wine why and why this way why this way so important I, and i think that's a question that i mean even on the podcast i think i don't ask enough is why i've got to say that one person comes to mind and i've i've mentioned him before i think and i may name him because it's only a compliment i think that funnily enough one of the wine producers that has had the biggest impact on me as a a, a learner is spolert no kidding yep he touched me I found why? him. Why? Why? 
I liked his philosophy. Okay. I thought he was interesting. I thought that he thought outside the box. Good. I thought that he was innovative. I loved his combination of holding on to tradition, so unfiltered Friulano, for example. Right. Which was delicious. Which was delicious. And this vision that Schiopettino one day is going to be the international taste because of climate change. I find that a brave and interesting mm -hmm. Philosophy and the fact that he came from Barolo, is that right? No, he was from Tuscany. Brunello, Tuscany. something to do Brunello, with Brunello. Yeah, Brunello. I, just, I just found him, like all of them, passionate. And I found that, and the winery where he's working in... Um, Very good communicator. Just, yeah. he, he, he did, he touched yeah. it for me. That's I cool. found him having a, a why that for somebody that knows little, I, could, I was like, oh, I get that. <laughs> I understood what he was saying to me. I, it made sense. It was interesting. And being in this small region and talking about one of our native writers like Schiopettino and having this theory about Schiopettino, I thought, you know. He's got it going on. Yeah. He yeah. might be right. We don't know yet. He might be right. Time will tell. They might be selling Schiopettino and Marks and Spencers in London. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So... We're dealing with this concept of saying it's important to make sure that you don't just show people the winery, but you give them the why, yes. you give them the reason. And yeah, I, I think that's something that a lot of times, even myself as a, as a person who was giving people wine tours, you overlook and it's super important. So that's, that's a great yes. message. Yes. And uh, I must say, is something that uh, these winemakers uh, do. I, I, it's another one uh, who touched me is uh, Federico Rondailukis, uh, in example. Ah, yes. The, the why. Yes. Uh, uh, and his why, if the Refosco di Faedis, because uh, it's he always tells you that, but. Uh, at the same time, his uh, Verduzzo Spumantizzato, that right. nobody no knows. Does, and nobody else does. <laughs> yes. In example. And right. many others. I could uh, mention many others. How's Federico's English? I don't know, <laughs> but... Uh, we should, we, they, we should we, have him on I the show. I think it's okay, because Rosa was... Uh, <laughs> they, our guests had a great... Our, 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 our potential partners, people that we... we um, showed our little, you know, our little Friuli too. They they said they had a great time and they said he was yeah. great. Okay. So, so he's a communicator. He right. can make it work. So. I'm going I'm mm -hmm. to call him. I think get him so. on the show. Yes. That would be great because we, we'd never spoken about it, And that's kind of his baby. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. We're gone for like an hour and 15 minutes now. So we need to sort of wrap it up. But I want to, Chiara, sort of like your... I don't know. What is your sort of your dream? Where do you want this all to go? Like in the perfect world, oh. where, <laughs> where is, where do you want this all to go? Vino di la, Movimento di Turismo, Human Wine Academy. What is sort of yes. the, the so ultimate goal? My and our dream is uh, to have, uh, as you know this, one winery ambassador in every winery all over Italy. So not just for Yuli. 
not only free will, starting from here, which is we already do, but we want to do it more and more. And uh, a lot of young winery ambassadors. We are also young, uh, young inside uh, and, and so yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the point. Relatively. But uh, <laughs> uh, now, in these so difficult years, uh, uh, young people need something to trust in and uh, something uh, uh, challenging. Mm. Challenging. I like that. This is challenging and it will be also very successful. Mm. So I want to help a lot of people uh, growing their business, but in this uh, human and ethic way we we spoken about, and a lot, a lot of young people getting realized through this. Okay. Starting ah. from our region, which is... Uh, the better region where you can start in because we have all these characteristics we spoke about and bringing it in the all over Italy mm-hmm. and uh, I can say this can save Italy okay <laughs> wine tourism wine and wine tourism wine and food tourism will save Italy absolutely I totally agree yeah, I, I have to just add one more thing before yeah. we stop talking about what you're saying as an outsider I found myself many times and again I only know bits of the north you will be ashamed of me if you ask questions about where I've been in the country sometimes you find yourself often you find yourself in a little village somewhere and there might be a little funky enoteca or bar and often the people running it are young Trendy, handsome, good-looking, stylish Italians that you would find in London or any other city in this tiny village. Yes, it's <laughs> and true. the it's last true. thing you expect to find is a hipster in there. And there he is, you know. So there's in, in love with Friuli wine. In love with his Alessandro, wine. Alessandro, Alessandro, Cosa, lo- no? Yeah. There you go. Uh, right. And so... There's this, you know, there are this, there's this young generation of people from this region, because I can only comment on this region, who speak a number of languages, who travel. Almost every wine grower that we've had on here has traveled. Yep. And often they're younger than you think they are. You know, talking again about, so I, I think, you know, I, I'm going to stand right behind Chiara because I have a personal interest. It's not just about work. I've lived here for a long time, way before I met Chiara. There's, I, I have a vested personal interest in bringing this region to people's attention, giving them a reason to visit. And if they come once, they might come again and again, and they yep. tell their friends and not turn into Venice or Bangkok. Or, or, and they, they might meet a hot hipster in a, in a bar. They might meet in, a hot in, hipster in the, hills. There, in the hills with this incredible views and it's so it's sexy as well i mean when somebody takes you somewhere beautiful (laughs) and they give you delicious food it's seductive it's wonderful it's and it's a real authentic absolutely that's what they are looking for that's what people are looking for human relation but that, that's a big word real they're looking for real well anyway we gotta wrap it up guys thank you kiara for coming and spending so much time with us (laughs) 
Thanks, Nat. You are always a joy. Thanks, Thanks to man. Heather, who was up on stage. And uh, Vanessa, your sister's here, Nat. Martine is listening. Moreno is listening. So I just want to thank everybody. Rob, thanks for coming out and doing all the things that you do so well. And, um, yeah, it's been a great session. We've obviously been having a good time. Because we've gone this so over. Yeah. And it's Vendrame wine. This Friulano is fantastic. Heather, that's one you got to find. I'll send you a picture on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Chiara, thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Wayne. Thank you all. Thank you, Nat. Chiara. <laughs> and Robbie. Right. And everybody have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Hey, I want to thank everybody this evening for coming. Thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, Natalie Benlolo, our co-host, Rob Milani, our sound guy. Follow me on La Taverna Friuli on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram at Wayne Grape. And you can find this awesome music on YouTube at Beat Ambassador. Finishes with an A.